podcast land and welcome to another fantastic episode of friday night fights a worldwide wrestling actual play podcast oh man i am super excited for tonight's episode as we continue the iaw arc of this podcast building to the first pay-per-view of IAW, which is aptly named Lockdown, and that will be happening in two more episodes after this. So we are so close and I cannot wait. But of course, introductions out of the way. First, I am your general manager, creative, whatever you want to call it in this game. I am Mikey. You can find me on all of the social medias, specifically the Twitters, TikToks and Instagrams at Pop Culture Geek. You can also find me running way too many games as a part of the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions. If you're looking for wrestling, we got you covered with Friday Night Fights. Are you looking for more 1920 Chicago horror shenanigans? We got dead. We got our Red Harvest, a Deadlands Noir podcast. Are you looking for Ancient Samurai, the power of friendship and food, apparently, after the last session? <laughs> we have Fudo Sato, a Legend of the Five Rings actual play podcast. Are you looking for a more modern neon noir type of story that also involves cookies, <laughs> apparently, and bazookas? Because someone won't let me forget that at some point someone's going to get a bazooka. We have you covered with the Knights of Pain Town, the City of This Actual Play podcast. And coming to you very soon, if you like American Horror Story, not really, at least the first three seasons before they started getting repetitive and stupid, Specifically, if you like Freak Show, then you will love Hecna, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign that I will be running where our players are going to have to either attempt to escape or just give in and join the twisted circus of a one Hecna the Clown. So it's going to be great. And then, of course, we also have regular podcasts that don't involve games. We have the Nerdy Puerto Ricas run by... A uh, lovely co-host and player in this game, Adolfo. And if you want more wrestling or you just want to hear me curse like a sailor, which I rarely do half the time, you can check out the Biconics Wrestling Podcast. It's amazing. I have way too much content. That was a mouthful. But enough of me talking. I cannot do this alone. In fact, I have a lovely roster of players that are with me for this ride. So really quickly, we're going to go around, do some introductions. They'll tell you a little bit about themselves, what projects or social medias they have, and then also who they are playing and their wrestling gimmicks. Hello, everybody. I am Tiggy Biddles, also known as Alex by the government and my parents. I am. I make D&D content on TikTok, and I'm going to start venturing out into some other forms of content soon. I will announce those when those actually come, but for now, it's going to be D&D related and then other stuff like that. So I'm on Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all the other fun social medias. And I'm very excited to be here because as some of you may remember, I am playing Barry the Wheels McGuffin, the fighter from some old time that we haven't quite established yet because none of it has gotten to do with us in any way, shape, or form. It, it's a mystery, that is. For I don't sure. even think continuous is a word. I just made that up, but it's a word now. That's what I was going to say. It is now. <laughs> what, was the weird, what was the weird town that you were from? Didn't we have a McGillicuddy? Oh, yeah, McGillicuddy, uh, Missouri. McGillicuddy, yes. Missouri. <laughs> so we know where. We just don't know the time quite yet. 
<laughs> yeah, I think we decided that the characters from the 1930s, but the accents from the 1950s, and the fighting styles from like the 1920s. And... <laughs> it's just an amalgamation. <laughs> it's it's just the time travel trope, basically. <laughs> it's just the amalgamation of things. Uh, Hello, everyone. It's me, Echo. Yep. I am now hired to this. I am no longer a guest star. Times have changed. I I played John. He's the archetype of the manager in wrestling. He's the biggest asshole of this group. And I love it. I also play Corey O'Reilly, the Irish mobster in the Knights of Pain Town. And I will be in Hecna. I have no idea what I'm doing fully in Hecna, but I will be in it if you enjoy it. Me. Oh, oh yes, John... It, is a crossover character in one of those settings. <laughs> I pass it on. Oh my goodness. Yeah, John the manager found himself in quite some hot water last episode, and there may or may not be a couple of wrestlers who are looking to whoop some ass, but, you know, that we'll see how that turns out. Speaking of whooping some ass, this man had probably one of the more shocking moments. How's it going, fellas? Many moths? You guys can catch me in all the... Uh... The fun socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I don't post very much, but I'm there. Minimoss2218. I'm playing the the man, the myth, the legend, Axel, the fighter. Was your animal loving, not the sh- sharpest tool in the shed, as we claimed it. But, yeah, he went through a little bit of a heel change. He's a little bit more of the old MMA fighter, hailing from uh, Strawberry, Arizona. Uh, my name's John Crossweight. I'm a voiceover actor and improviser, and I teach at too many colleges. You can find me on TikTok. My last name is spelled awkward. Good luck to you. Uh, I have a few things in pre-production. Eventually, those will come out, and I'll announce them for sure as, as they get closer. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here and play Bjorn Kringleson, who is the slightly erotic Viking Santa, who is here to just cause trouble and drop a sack on folks. But we'll see. Fellows. And that's another right. Patreon episode. It's just Bjorn Kringleson's sack time, whatever that might be. Run Probably, yeah. That is for the top tier patrons only. <laughs> top tier patrons, like the top point zero one percent of Patreon. Like this is gonna get this is gonna get weird really quick. I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna stop talking right now. Oh my goodness! And out of all that, John will be playing the veteran, so the veteran will be dropping his sack all over the place. Apparently. All right. Speaking of dropping sacks everywhere. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm a mess. Hello, I'm Chris. I also go by Riku or Pup Riku on all of the socials. I will be drifting over to YouTube soon. I was mentioning to these folks I'm going to be starting something there, so keep an eye out. Other projects, if you're in the Madison, Wisconsin area, I am currently stage managing Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. We start out. We were about to start audition, so I'm really excited for that project to come up. Getting back. Into what the is that about? Drag queens traveling across Australia. <laughs> it's fantastic. So definitely, if you're in the area, check that out. It'll be it will be opening in April. But for tonight, oh, and you can also find me on Furusato here on the D and D Vibe Tribe. I play Kaito Shiba, so you'll see me there. But for this show. I am pro- playing the Provac, the Umbral Talon. Umbra, for short. All straight from Sin City. Ex Cirque du Soleil extraordinaire, who definitely 
does not let things go easily. And the only other good person on this team. Manager Jacoby. Oh, the only. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're supposed to be. You're, you're, yes, uh, I am. You're face too. Yes, I am. I was so excited. I was like, I'm the only face. God damn it. And then you came along. And then, of course, it's you. Yes. So oh, if you had. Go for yeah. it. No, I was going to say, I also got worked over by Brittany last episode. So now I'm ready to get into it. Listen, we stand Dr. Brittany in this household. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, I cannot wait. But yeah, listening audience, if you could tell, there are some things that need to be worked out. Like, once again, we are building to our first IAW pay-per-view lockdown, so things are going to get interesting. This episode and the following episode is going to lead up to the first pay-per-view, so who howdy boy is about to get started? <laughs> All right, but with introductions out of the way, we begin tonight's taping of Insane Asylum Wrestling. Once again, IAW is proudly presented and offered to the general viewing audience. IAW is just a couple of steps away from your house, just literally it's in your house, maybe away from your house. We never really decided the location, but it's in your garage. It's possible. It's wherever you want. But once again, as the audience of the IAW arena kind of s simmer in and settle down for their taping for this episode, the lights go dark. And just as every IAW audience member is all too well familiar of hearing, the IAW theme song slowly begins to build in. And then it just continues to go up into a crescendo till it hits the point of no return. And once that guitar hits, the Titantron in the stage just all the pyro just goes off everywhere. Of course, the Titantron in the back of the main area is lit up with just everything that you can imagine. Highlights of last episode, all the roster of IAW into some amazing moments as well as the lights going all across the trauma bay doors, as we call them, just the medical doors that swing open when wrestlers enter the ring. The taping goes live. We see our commentator, Tony Delante, just taking over the camera. Good evening, IAW faithful, and welcome to another rousing episode of Insane Asylum Wrestling. Oh, man, do we have a show for you. There's going to be lots of action, but specifically tonight, we get an update on possibly the newest tag team in the tag division of IAW. We will hear from Axel and Bjorn. And also, in our main event tonight, General Manager Stonebrook has an announcement to make. And oh boy, if you know anything about Insane Asylum Wrestling, folks, things are about to get crazy in here. And as he continues to talk on and hype up the crowd, hype up the TV audience at home. The camera cuts off of Tony Delante, opens through the trauma bay doors, goes back to the locker room where we see a bunch of the wrestlers getting ready, talking to each other, stretching out, things like that. We go past all that to a familiar sight. Last episode, Umbra had the privilege of waiting outside of a one office of Dr. Brittany, this time, we find two individuals. 
we have Barry the Wheels McGuffin and John the manager currently waiting to see Dr. Brittany as they are currently with another patient at the moment. So the camera kind of just sets on you two awkwardly just in the waiting room (laughs) of Dr. Brittany's office. How did you get hurt? I flew 10 feet from the ring onto the ground and landed on my shoulder. I won my match. Yeah, I... But so you're, as you see, Barry's got one arm, his right arm crossed over his chest, holding that left shoulder that he landed on, just like impatiently tapping his foot and like looking around. Yeah, I, I've also hurt my shoulder. I decided to help Macho Man get the win. Oh, did ya? How'd that yes. work out for ya? Made him more popular. That's my job. Of course, I'm not his manager, so I don't know why I did it. Maybe it was a sense of honor, but most people won't believe that because I like pulling tricks on people. Honest for chums. I had to learn that lesson the hard way. You're pulling the right move. You gotta look out for yourself and what's good for you. That is sometimes true, but as a manager, I have to look out for my client. I can't look out for just myself. Hey, if your client does well, you do well. I did try to pull a comedic stunt. It backfired tremendously. Axel, right? Yeah, of course. I tried to pull the comedic trick on him. He now hates my guts. That's a shame. You gotta be a little bit more clever with your schemes. These wrestlers, they seem hopes, but they're a lot more intelligent than you give them credit for. Oh, no, I know this for sure. I just thought putting a mask on someone's head would be comedic and the audience would enjoy it. I thought he would go with it, because we're, we're all people who try to put on a show of some sort here. And it backfired tremendously. I'm usually an asshole to everyone, so I couldn't really get that point across. There's always next week. If I survive that long. Ah. At this point. (laughs) I do have several tricks to survive, though. At this point, as you two are continuing this conversation, you just hear the door of Dr. Brittany's office just, like, slam open. It's like, out comes... (laughs) One of the newer wrestlers that just got signed, and she is holding her arm a little bit. Like, the expression on her face is one of gratitude, because now her arm doesn't heal. But there's also a sense of pleasurable experience also as well. It's like a weird mixture of things there. Dr. Brittany once again steps out. This time wearing, like, the tallest red stiletto heels and smoking a cigarette. And it's just, come back and see me anytime, sweetie. <laughs> and so this wrestler just saunters off. Dr. Brittany, still smoking a cigarette, turns to you two. Ah, I see. So you're my next appointment. Looks at you, Wheels. How you doing, love? It's been a while. That's sweet. Heavens, what the hell happened to you? Eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Alright, Doc, I screwed up my shoulder pretty bad. Uh, I need you to take a look at it. And certainly, and Dr. Brittany looks at you. And if it isn't the talk of the town as of last week, congratulations, champ. You made an enemy of probably one of the most sweetest, but also very terrifying individuals on this roster. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But I did help Macho Mage as well. Do you want a do you want a cookie for that one? <laughs> no, I've just balanced out the cosmic energies of the universe. That's all I care about. Because this we week shall... can not strike me down yet. 
No, but a one Axel may still come find you and snap you in half. And if that happens, you know where my office is. Yes, but I have many tricks before that happens, but I still need my arm healed. And how did you hurt yourself there? By giving Macho Mage the win. I literally, this arm was slammed into the steps onto the ring. Well, whatever. It worked out for Macho Mage, and I'm happy with it. Had you screwed another of my friends out of an opportunity, you won't be, you wouldn't have been so lucky when you came to see me. (laughs) Good. Now that we have that established, I'll do a two for one special. Both of you step into my office. Let's get this over with. Oh, wonderful. So both of you step into Dr. Brittany's office. So same thing. Last week, Umbra got to take a look at this. You two get a look of Dr. Brittany's office. Same thing. Your traditional medical bay with the, you know, beds and the gauzes and all that good stuff. And of course, there's coat rack with Brittany's coat and her and their purse and all that stuff. <sighs> all right, guys, lose the shirts. <laughs> okay. Takes off the jacket, takes off the secondary shirt. <laughs> Barry's already not wearing a shirt. His his outfit is just like high waisted pants and some boxing yeah. gloves. Yeah. So he's already he's um ah. Uh... John just looks at him with the demon mask still on. You know. I think that was just for me, my friend. I think so. Still smoking the cigarette? Don't flatter yourself, sweetie. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying that out loud because it's true. All right. Both of you come here. It's gonna hurt. Brittany, one in each hand, like, she puts your two arms together. She's like, oh. so, just, this is gonna hurt a little bit. I need to hop it back into place first, and then we'll get into the sticking of everything. But just try not to cry this time. Listen, I thought we were going to not tell anybody about that. (laughs) To anyone outside of this office. And at this point, Dr. Brittany, with both of your arms pulled in hand, just yoinks it. And you both hear a loud pop back (laughs) into place. Oh, sweet mercy in heaven. Never get used to that feeling, do you? Oh, don't be such a baby as she pulls out of her purse, her acupuncture needles. Now, once again, no crying this time. <laughs> Can I give, give them a glance as I just expose my shoulder? <laughs> acupuncture is all been done for centuries. And then I, as you're saying that, I like take my other free hand and point a finger to you and give you a sharp look. Not a word. Literally, the cameraman's like, uh, so this is good for later. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's no cameraman. <laughs> it's like an office thing of not a word. And then, like, slow pan to the camera. It's like, I'm self aware of this is being filmed, and I realize the irony of my own state. That's great. Oh, my goodness. So, at this point, the door closes on Dr. Brittany's office as the door closes as she's getting ready for the acupuncture. It's just a montage. You just see, like, in the most cartoonish and anime way possible, like, the eyes just go dark with a little hint of glint of light at the edge. It's, like, very... I don't want to say tsundere, but she's about to enjoy this. So as the door closes, the camera just stays there, and all you can hear from Dr. Brittany's closed door is the yelping, the crying, 
he's screaming and the oddly like once in a while occasional maybe you enjoy this from it as well as like dust just coming out from the underside of dr britney's door like a la like cartoon dust fighting style it's just it's like hey don't put that there i was like whoa what are you doing <laughs> like some of these sound bites for the patreon or for the regular <laughs> podcast or something i'm down but it might get it might, it might bring this episode to a weird place i don't know if any of us are ready for it just yes, only yes, only mcgillicuddy's yes. acting this way john is completely fine with this be like, oh, we got a stone face one here. We'll ha- get a load of these and just keep going. <laughs> this is absolutely. This just feels great. Now remember, the safe word is pineapple. Be like, this, give a whole new meaning to the word tap out. As I'm almost there, don't move. <laughs> As this is still happening from outside, the cameraman just like comes into frame real quick. Of the camera just looks at it and then puts back. It's like a wor- look of concern. But after all that moment, glorious moment, Dr. Brittany's door opens once again. Both of you are just on the beds, like twitching and pot and just slightly drooling as Dr. Brittany's smoking another cigarette. Eh, you got to work on it. You got to work on your form because that should have been. Oh, it should have went a lot longer than it did, but it is what it is. I really, I really need to go back and get some more acupuncturing. It's been a while since then. Barry at this point is probably just down near comatose and just like shaking and just like <laughs> laying on his back. But trust me, if you think this is bad, you ha- you haven't been to Pain Town. Now those are, will give you an actual kick. My cousin works there. It's a dangerous place. <laughs> oh, idiot! Do you know that this maker old mobster just walking around the place? And it's, it's like. Big criminal, right there, arrest him! I know, but anyways, we'll have to talk about that later. How you feeling, you two? Shoulder better? Heavenly. It must at this point, it's just noises. <laughs> and even he's not sure if it's yes or no. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> oh my goodness. Is this like uh, the second time? It should... It gets easier the more you come into my office, but some people take a little bit longer. Yep. Both of you seem to be fine. Once again, if you get hurt again, you know how to find me. John, really quickly, if you would be a dear and go fetch me Macho Mage. I want to make sure he's okay after that crazy match last week. I will try and find him. I I didn't see him with other wrestlers earlier today. Oh, and one more thing. Once again, if Axel crosses your path, remember the safe word is pineapple. He says, I got this as he pulls out a smoke bomb from his suit. I'm always prepared. <laughs> Dr. Brittany looks at you. Now, John, we talked about this. It's like, you can't just smoke and doke people. This isn't the this isn't the 80s. You can't. The locker room has changed. You can't do that no more. I use, I use something else. That's fine. I have other tricks. I've got some movie magic. So Dr. Brittany just looks at you. I think I saw Macho Mage in the locker room. Go get him for me, please. <laughs> so as you make your way out of Dr. Brittany's office and start walking towards the locker room, Dr. Brittany's still with you, Wheels, just looks at you and her expression gets a little serious. Now, I'm good for a lot of things and I'm a pretty damn good doctor. But I'm a little worried for you about next week, especially now that monkey boy over there seem to have turned a switch 
in little Axel's mind. Yeah, you know how it is. All these wrestlers play dirty. No, none of them play by the rules anymore. There's no honor in this sport. It's, it's a damn shame, I tell ya. Just don't get yourself killed the next week, because I can't fix dead people. Yeah. If time couldn't kill me, then what, what do you think any one of these jokes could? Touche. But if things start to go south, and don't say you got this from me, but... Umbra mentioned some sort of tickle spot on Axel's side. I don't know. It sounds a little uh, questionable to me. But if things get out of hand, you should probably attempt to do that. Tickle spot, you say, huh? Yes, but once again, you didn't hear it from me. Hear what from you? There's a reason I like your... <laughs> There's a reason I like your wit wheels. Like you've been much more helpful than I thought you would have been today. Eh, you're lucky I don't charge for this. It's a shame you'd make a killing. I tried to be a coroner once, didn't really work out, so, eh, being a doctor to wrestlers is the next best thing. Yeah, all you gotta do is wait a couple decades and then you, there you are. Oh, sweetie, you have no idea. Anyways, you're free to go ahead and enjoy yourself. Try not to get into people's way. And don't get hurt before your big match next week. <laughs> I'm gonna stand up and pro I'm assuming I'm probably like sitting down on like the doctor's table or something. So I'm gonna stand up and stretch my shoulders and stretch my arm and as I do that, punch the wall accidentally. Not like aggressively or like with the damage, but just like, hit it and then just like, ow. Like, <laughs> like immediately after she says, be careful. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> eh, what are you gonna do? That is true. <laughs> as the camera kind of pans away from Dr. Brittany and Wheels. So next week, Wheels is going to finally get his one-on-one -on -one match with Axel in the next round of the number one contenders tournament for the IAW Championship. There so. might be some scheming with that. <laughs> oh shit, here we go. Speaking of scheming, the camera f catches up to you, Manager John, as you are making your way through the locker room, everyone saw what happened. There's a few wrestlers that don't pay you too much mind, uh, trying to stick to their business. Some are giving you the evil eye. <laughs> Some of you are just giving you an approval nod. And as you are making your way through the backstage area looking for Macho Mage, you are abruptly stopped by a familiar-looking wrestler. Around their waist is the IAW Championship. And in her glory of what she typically wears with the halter top and the booty shorts with the combat boots, the sunglasses, and the fingerless gloves because she thought it was cool but really fingerless gloves are like not in style no more no one really questions her because also uh, besides the championship belt around her waist she's also holding her behind her back in a resting position ready to swing it out if she needs to is her famous baseball bat that she carries around and as you are abruptly stopped Tana the IAW champion looks at you, Manager John, and says, I must say, for a little weaselly man like you, you managed to shock a lot of people last week. I'm impressed. What can I say? I have a gift for it. 
Ah, yes. Speaking of gifts, so am I. And uh, I gotta say, Macho Mage of all people, may I ask why you decided to stick your neck out for someone like him? He's been losing a lot. Everyone roots for the underdog. When the underdog wins, everyone is excited. <laughs> Might be true. But let me tell you something around here. And Tana kind of steps a little bit into more in your personal space with her baseball back trailing behind her, dragging across the ground before she, with her hand, takes it up and points the tip of it at your throat. And she says, without blinking an eye, despite her wearing her sunglasses, <laughs> she looks at you and she says... That was a nice little show. But let me remind you of something. I run this place. No, you're not. <laughs> the manager runs it. You're just the star favorite. You're not running this place. She is. So don't give me that speech until you are the actual owner. Touche. Oh, you're going to be a lot of fun if you stick around long enough. But I think I've wasted my time. Enough of my time anyways. I gotta go make sure that I'm ready and I'm prepared for later tonight. As she picks up her baseball bat, walks past you a little bit, John. By the way, everyone loves a good underdog story. That is, if the underdog is still in one piece, you should probably go check out his locker room a couple ways that way. Your underdog may not be in tip-top shape as you think he is. As she walks off, like, laughing at laugh (laughs) fades. Okay, then. I'm being a little spiteful here because of what she said. I'm like, hey, can you turn around? I gotta say one last thing. She just keeps walking away, not paying you any mind. Okay, then. (laughs) I'm gonna throw one of the smoke bombs at the back. At at her back. Uh, what? And then John's gonna start. Okay, the last time <laughs> I tried something against her, it went badly. Good luck, motherfucker. So <laughs> it's time for some actual monkey magic. Let's go. All right, monkey boy. Here's what you're going to need to do because you are actually pulling out a legit smoke bob. And trying to mess with Tana, I'm gonna have you <laughs> roll real. <laughs> Plus real. Oh, that's a zero. I'm gonna need a roll. So remember, 2d6, let's see what happens. That's a six. Oh, buddy. No, I'm saying the first die is a six. Okay, I was like, did you roll six total? I'm like, buddy. Holy shit! So that is a. Oh my gosh, that is a full on success. Don't so. fight with, don't face the macaw. The, that's right, I forgot that is his name. Jeez Louise. Oh my goodness. Alrighty. So here's what happens. As you try to get Tana's attention, and you are... Prove my point. She, if, if, if she wants to play dirty, I'm going to play dirty. That's all I'm proving. Jeez Louise. Alrighty. So as she is walking away maniacally laughing you just like all right you're gonna play dirty let's do this then so with that 12 not only 
Are you able to successfully throw this smoke grenade at Tana? Jeez, Louise. <laughs> are able to envelop her in this gash. She starts coughing and she starts wheezing. And so she is just <laughs> and she is taking it off. So as she is clearing the smoke, she t- you said you're booking it, right? I, I'm booking it into the vents. All right, so you're going to book it. <laughs> you don't get to see much as you're booking it, but all you hear from the last thing that Tana says is it's like, ladies, take care of him, please. And as you are running, you are tripped by two familiar looking individuals. They are looking like twins dressed in pink kimonos with facial paint all over them. Time for the second second smoke bomb. These are the soccer bombs. And before you get a chance to even do the second one, they... Uh, Can can Axel interrupt this? Go for it, because that's actually leads into the next thing. Oh, shit. Someone's going to get their ass. Too many enemies tonight. Uh, I'm just going to pick him up from the back of the deck look at the two soccer bombs and goes this is my fresh meat I'm so, gonna try to try to just like intimidate them to go away so you try to intimidate them I'm just trying to like I'm just staring them down it's like yeah, this is my person to abuse the soccer bombs look at each other they just laugh they look at you they laugh, and then they just smile and walk back towards Tana's direction. I know you hate me. Can I bother you for one second? We gotta help. I don't care if you think I'm an asshole. I know I'm an asshole. I don't care what you think. He needs medical like now, and we really need to get that bitch out of here. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like later, and I'm gonna five star the shit out of his back, and just leave. Great from behind. Axel, Bjorn has the sack wide open and holds out the sack for Axel to throw him in. Oh, never mind. I'm going to pick him can, up. Can I, try, can I squirm out of this? Can I roll real to see if I can squirm out of this? It's all Mikey's world now. Because I really need to help Macho Mage. We'll get Macho Mage. Don't worry about that. You should be more worried about yourself. Mikey, you're muted. Oh, you, Mikey. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I was talking to myself because I'm like, all right, let me look at this sheet real quick. Mikey, it's it's Axel holding up John the monkey. And and I want to throw something. If he, for I have a thing called shoot fighter. One of my moves, and since I also took that's fake right. Since my body is higher than his, it's gonna take him two momentum to interrupt me, which he does not have. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so I'm just gonna try to just <clears throat> right into the bag. Can you yeah. please? Not? Can you please not? We have bigger problems. As you say this, you go into the sack. <laughs> into the sack. Then we'll go take care of Macho Mage. Yes, as John gets out of the sack, okay. I know it was an ass. I accept that I was an ass. He sticks his head out. <laughs> but we have a bigger, but we have a bigger fish to deal with. I'm gonna tie it as he's talking. Just... <laughs> now all you hear is just a. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it over my back like a sack of presents, and I'm just gonna walk into the darkness. I would, I would like to use one of my pain town moves. You're in a sack. You're in a sack, bro. I'm a monkey man. 
Monkey Monkey Man has many abilities. Okay. He has mystical abilities. So, no, so fair warning. You may be a crossover character from Pain Town, but that system has no buried on worldwide wrestling, bud. You're in my world now. (laughs) Yes. But I'm going to ask this. Can I use one of my mystical powers to get out of it? Nah, you're 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 stuck in this sack, boy. <laughs> Welcome. Instead of dropping the sack onto you, he puts you inside his sack. It's gonna Yorn, be great. can you can you please just let me out of here? <laughs> again, just keep... again, I'm you just, just hear coming from outside the sack. You're the sack he's gonna drop. I'm just gonna quietly ho 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 to myself as I walk in. This is a horror movie, and I love it. That just happened. Okay. I guess I got killed this later on. Slowly. I never said John may have joined this, but he doesn't have a. But you. But he does. Doesn't have a warrant to get hurt by you people. (laughs) So you guys can't technically hurt him. So technically, you're a free agent. So you signed a free agent contract. So the free agent contract. You walked in through the doors to. Insane Asylum Wrestling, and you walk to this door, and it's, it's a new sign of contracts. I go, oh, something could happen to me. Oh, you signed that... a waiver, you'll be fine. Yeah. And oh, listen, yeah. in the world of wrestling, no one true, even if they die, no one really dies. It's just called getting repackaged into a different gimmick. <laughs> it, I, I wish I had a, I wish I had a pocket knife so I could just cut my way out of here. God, I guess I gotta start carrying a pocket knife if I'm really good. So get... we will revisit the sack man later in a little bit. <laughs> So, oh, oh, oh. Axel, remind me if I was correct. You said you were going to look for Macho Mage? Yeah, I guess I'll go to where he last said he pointed him out, and I'm going to go check on the Macho Mage. Okay, so Macho Mage, it's rather unfortunate because he's been here as long as Bjorn and some of the other heavy hitters, but because he's the jobber, management doesn't necessarily treat him well so while everyone has their own personal locker or is like in the nice locker rooms he's just basically his locker room is just a little regular like gym locker from like high school that are just like metallic and they smell really bad and surprisingly it's next to like catering (laughs) so he has so that is his locker room but as you go there at first you don't see him Axel. Macho Manwich, where you at? Macho Manwich, I love it. <laughs> so at first you don't <laughs> see him, Axel, but then as you survey the area, hiding behind a table on the floor, you just see a hand sticking out. Does it have a meat stick on it? <laughs> and in his hand is a broken meat stick. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to pick the entire table up and move it. Let's <laughs> look at the broken body of the Macho Man Witch. So, as you look at, as you lift the table, in front of you is Macho Mage, but from the last time that we saw him to now, he is just, there's bruises all over his sternum and his arms and his legs. The meat stick is broken in his hand. But the more telling sign is on his face. You just see a familiar war paint pattern drawn all over his face with the emblem of the Sakura bombs and a little note that is 
taped to his chest. I know it's hard for me to read, but I can read. So what does it say? Surprisingly, the letter is on a nice, like, stationery. It's like, it has a little hint of lavender. <laughs> Surprisingly. But on the note, in very nice handwriting is the sentence parking lot 10 minutes bring the sack man we're gonna end this tonight the soccer bombs parking lot brawl with the sack man let's fucking go i'm gonna i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick up and carry him over to dr Brittany's office the macho uh wizard penis pump got hurt i gotta go and i'm just like leave him there and leave John is just relaxing in the back as wait. I got a phone on go, me. I'm gonna go find. Uh, so I'm easy enough. Call, I'm just gonna call security to save me. What am I doing? Oh, you thought there were security in IAW so wrestling? When I, when I, she said there there was security that would protect me. See, so when I get to Bjorn, do I see a little light through the bag as he's trying to call somebody? Like it's like a phone. No, he t- he he has his lights almost off all the time. Oh, all right, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely gonna like, get the bag a good punch as I walk up to Bjorn. The bag. Just trying to see if I can hit him. I'm just gonna no. I'm not gonna give him the satisfaction of me making the sound. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be like I'm just walking. I'm still walking. <laughs> Axel just I- comes up to you. Bjorn, parking lot. Yeah, you feel the punch. Okay, great. Oh. In ten minutes. Soccer bomber said they wanted to end this. Help me! Can can I please have a say in this? Thank you, Ken. Uh, I'm gonna open the boiler room door, and I'm going to pick up the sack, and I'm going to tie it to one of the large pipes inside the boiler room, so it's hanging I would, like hanging like a heavy bag. I would like to struggle as much as I can to make him drop me, so I can escape. I'll, I'll help him. Oh. I'm being helped by the axle to tie can, it like. Can, technically, I can call 911, and this would be kidnapping, and you'd both be in jail. You have reception in a boiler this room. Out loud to, he says this out loud to both of you. Room. You can let me go in three. You can let me go in three seconds, or I call you for kidnapping, and it's true because you just did. So oh, either let me go or go to jail. I'm gonna start using the body bag, the heavy bag. Just <laughs> shut up as we're trying to figure out what we're doing here. No. Also assault. Thank you. Thank you for giving me so much evidence against. Is this heavy bag talking? <laughs> Axel, please stop. This isn't really hurting. Uh, but yeah, we gotta get the parking lot in a few minutes. Blitzen, watch the bag. All right, I'm gonna take Blitzen off my my shoulder, and I'm gonna put Blitzen like up on top of the bag. So Blitzen's like by the knot. This little kitten's by the knot of the bag. Did Axel leave? So Axel left. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading okay, to the parking lot. So, I'm going to turn the thermostat in the boiler room all the way to the right, and I'm torture. Just going to, I'm just going to go up to the bag and go and walk out the door. I'm ca- the door I'm, behind me. I'm calling 911. Sure, as you John, do. No, John's serious. He gave him a <laughs> chance. They're going to jail now. No, what I'm saying is, is as you are going to dial in 911, you get a few <laughs> this worked out a lot perfectly so you get a few kind of rings it's like it's like just waiting for 911 then all of a sudden your phone just the service just cuts out now 
here. So follow this train of logic real quick. As you attempt to get this phone to work again, even though you're in the sack and it's already dark, you feel that outside of the bag, things just got a lot darker as the lights just go out in the boiler room. Fine then. Blitzen is still Blitzen is still I'm fine, but you just hear this kitten just get into the like stance and it's just like Wah! and all of a sudden you just hear a big booming voice from outside of the bag. Just you just feel the bag just being t- taken down and put on the floor. Here we go again. Let's see what it is this time. Technically, it's still knotted. So as you wiggle your head and poke your head through the opening of the sack. So manager, John, you haven't been at insane asylum wrestling for far too long. So you only know a handful of the wrestlers, but you swear you remember from when general manager Stonebrook walked you through some of the big star names and then told you about them. Standing right in front of you is one of the major players. However, this is one of the major players that she told you to stay away from. So standing in front of you, just at first you can't make out a face because this person is just wearing nothing but like a flannel shirt and suspenders and things like that. And as he takes this hood off, you just see a long, straggly, bearded man who was also surprisingly was able to hide like a nice, like, cow, like one of those bamboo, like round hats as well. And he basically looks like he from the good old Bayou of Louisiana. Thank you. And as you oh, are, so as you say that, he crouches down with his lantern and just looks at you oddly, giving you an evil smile and just says, welcome to the family, boy. And we transition to the next scene. <laughs> I, I really wish I could. A, okay. Lantern? <laughs> this is the only one of the newer WWE things that I remember. <laughs> I, I think he I know was released, too. About. Yeah, he was just released, too. <laughs> he was cool. Also, what? Okay. Oh. <laughs> Someone slightly, <laughs> Chris is slightly turned on. I did my job. <laughs> hey, Umber, you can't well, save me. Didn't hurt the cat. <laughs> You're supposed no, the to cat, be a good the cat's person. Fine. The cat's a little frightened, but the cat did. No, the cat's fine. The cat's just, just sitting there, just looking at all this, purring and licking itself. Good. I, I thought the, the good old Louisiana man is like scratching it behind its ears. Listen, we might have scary wrestlers, but animals are our friends. So then we will make sure they will get protected. Other wrestlers, on the other hand, they may not. I thought Elk was here to save me. Guess <laughs> wrong. Mm, we'll revisit that in a little bit. So, Axel and Bjorn, we find you two making your way to the parking lot of IAW. Just like NXT 1.0, nothing good comes from a parking lot. Because <laughs> that's hey. where all the shit happens. <laughs> Here's the thing. Bjorn still has that broken hand. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I didn't oh. forget. He's going to get much more beaten up. That's the best part. We shall see. Don't, don't When someone says, worry about the sick man, don't worry about the asshole, listen to them because you're <laughs> going to get beat up more. You're being terrified by the Louisiana man. You're not in this scene. 
<laughs> Anywho. So the Axel and Bjorn, the two of you make your way through the backstage area into the parking lot where sitting on top of because they're tiny, they're tight. They're like little. They're not. No, I don't want to say little women because that's very bad. They're very short women in their kimonos. These as the soccer bombs. They are sitting on a couple. They're sitting on two like stage cases like the roadies used to transport stuff. They both fit onto one. On the second one is just a plethora of weapons, a baseball bat, steel pipes, chains. There's like a bag of some sort, like a black velvet bag. There's a couple of kendo sticks. There are some tables and chairs that soccer bombs look at you too and just say, and just say, you pose a threat to our tag team titles. So we're going to try to get this over with before you get a chance to get the hit the ground running. I thought they would have wanted the monkey. So, I'm going uh, to turn to them and say, you all throwing a yard sale? There's a lot of stuff out here. That table's a nice table. Is that mahogany? That's a nice it's table. Mahogany. <laughs> That's carved on the sides. That's a That's nice, nice table. As you two are admiring this table, <laughs> as you look at the table and you look back at the roadie case, the two of them are just gone. And before you two get the chance to be like, where did they go? You just feel a sharp pain. Both of you hit the back of your legs as you feel cold metallic metal hit the back and taking you off of your balance. Welcome to the first IAW back <laughs> the par- back lot parking lot brawl street fight. So the Sakura bombs are in control, so they took their first step with to knock you both to the ground. So this is how it's going to work. Because this is not a formal tag team match, both of you are going to go one in succession. How you want to do that is first. So both of you will get a chance to react differently. So just a bit of a point of order. Axel, the one that hits you is Hanukkah. And... Bjorn, the one who hits you is Koji. So those are who you two are currently locked up with. So there we go. This might sound like a small thing, but can you describe the parking lot a little bit? Are we surrounded by cars and stuff? Or is this like a structure? Yeah, so you guys came through the doors. But surprisingly, as you walked into, the the parking lot is lit up. But weirdly enough, through the power of me... There's just a circle of cars, like, in a half, like, oval shape with their headlights on. <laughs> okay. But there are cool. cars there. Okay, great. With their headlights on. So this is, like, an old Street Fighter level. Hmm. Perfect. So both of you, since they took the first move and they both hit you, both of you now are going to take your reaction and your setup. So what would you both like to do? We stuck a pipe to the back of the knee? Yes. Did it take us to our like to the ground, or are we just ow my leg? Like it took you down, but not not knees to the ground. But you lost your balance just a tiny bit. Okay, you're just like ah. Cool. I'm going to jump over the table, and then get into a actual fighting position to face. Would you say Kojita? Hita? What's her name? <laughs> I'm sorry. So you are fighting Hanukkah. I thought I was fighting. Hanukkah. I thought Hanukkah. Oh no, you're right. Axel's fighting Hanukkah. You're fighting Koji. Koji, sorry. I, I think that's a cheese I said. 
Uh, so I'm gonna turn, uh, I'm gonna jump the table, turn, and then get into a fighting position. How close am I to the weapons? The weapons are all, the tables, the chairs, and all the weapons are within the same vicinity. So technically, you're standing in front of this table, and to your slight right are just the plethora of weapons. Okay, I'm gonna grab a kendo stick and hold it like a broadsword right at my belt buckle. All right, Axel, what are you doing after getting hit? I'm gonna, pipe. <laughs> I'm gonna turn around and go. It's Christmas time and try to grab her. <laughs> oh, my God. oh man, this is gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, we'll start with you, Axel. So as you attempt to grab Hanukkah with the pipe in hand, she is going to use it. As you come forward, she puts the pipe on the ground, and this is gonna be glorious to describe. In a forward momentum, with this pipe on the ground, she sticks it, stands on top of it with one leg, like in a crane stance, and then just crane kicks you in the chest as you come for her in full-on karate kid position. <laughs> and then in the meantime, with you, Bjorn, as you grab the kendo stick at the belt buckle, <laughs> Koji comes after you with the pipe, same thing, puts it in a sword fighting stance and then begins to start sword fighting with you with the pipe. I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, so both of you, it is now your reaction, so. Do I know where the attack came from? Like, Well, Koji's in front of you, so it's a full frontal assault. Like, oh, you so two are. But we're just going. Am I, yeah. I'm, blo I'm just blocking things? Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go full fight choreographer then. I'm going to glissade the pipe with the kendo stick, which would never happen, but it'd be awesome right now. Uh, to my right, I'm going to turn, I'm going to demi-vault, and I'm going to try and stick that huge kendo stick right into the armpit. Okay, we will resolve that first. So, because you are trying to, oof, you are working and you are trying to do that, I am going to... Let's see. What do I want you to roll? Always the fun part. Okay. Because this is a street fight, I'm going to have you work real stiff. So you're going to roll real. Oh, real. Okay. Oh, all right. So I roll one die six and minus one for real. Maybe yeah. you should have took the monkey with you. 2d6. You're not in this scene. 2d6. I got 2d6. Okay, great. Yes. All right. 2d6. That's a seven. Okay, so it w it's not a fail, so that's always a good thing. So odd a seven. All right, so this is a soft success. So <laughs> you may pick one of the following. So on a seven to nine, it hurts, and you get to pick the one of the following, Bjorn. Because this is a street fight, magically the audience is watching this on the camera, but... So here's your choices. You injure your opponent. The match is booked to end in no contest, so you override my booking. The opponent loses one audience as you break the illusion of their toughness, or you gain plus one audience as the audience can see you're a legit badass. Oh, plus one audience, please. Okay. So while you guys can't hear the audience from the parking lot... The audience inside is just watching this unfold, and as you just use the candlestick and whack on the side of 
<laughs> Kochi's body, the audience just loses their mind as you legit hurt and realize, oh shit, Bjorn is actually a badass. You just hear some random woman in the audience. And he's slightly erotic Viking Santa presence kind of makes him a little hotter too. Be like, I did not know is that what I wanted, but I'm into it. You can stab me with that sword whenever you want. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so that's going on. Axel, what are you going to do? I'm going to go, damn, that's impressive. But watch this. I'm just going to crap her by the waist and belly to belly overhead suplexer. Onto the pavement. Onto the pavement. Okay. So since Fail. you are that. <laughs> just throwing her. Okay, so since you are showing your physical strength, I'm going to have you roll plus body. Nine. Okay, so that's not too bad. So as on a nine. So you're able to keep her attention. So now you get to choose. You either get to hand off control to your opponent and then you gain plus one momentum or you can retain control of the match. Um, I think I'm going to retain. I'm, I'm going to take the momentum here. Okay, so you're going to give you're going to give this. Well, collectively, the soccer bombs are now in control. So here we go. But yeah, Bjorn, you just whack Koji with the kendo stick. And Axel, you just suplex Hanukkah to the pavement. So as both of them are reeling, they look at each other. They just nod. And then they are just going to go at it. So in an asynchronous movement, they're going to take you both by the wrist and basically just whip you into the opposite direction to the point where both of you start to come close to collide. So they just... <laughs> let me slide. Please let me slide. Let me slide. <laughs> so both of you get this reaction. So they grab you and they throw you. And the momentum, you guys are itching ever so closely together. What is your guys' reaction? I'm, I'm sliding down, hoping he jumps up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a diving forward roll for him. Oh! <laughs> That is sick. Alrighty, so easy enough. So Bjorn, you slide. And Axel, you are able to rolling dodge out of the way. As the two of you are coming, to, your momentum's coming to a stop, and you're trying to reposition yourselves to get ready, you both simultaneously slowly look up while still in mo mo motion, and both the Sakura bombs are just smiling as both of them have steel chairs in their hands. So they, as you are coming forward, they're both like a la baseball bat going to swing the chairs at you. I'm going to try and parry a steel chair with a kendo stick, like a two-handed parry above my head. Okay, so you, that is your reaction. You do that. Axel, how are you handling this chair shot? I'm going to big boot kick it back in her face. <laughs> so you definitely kick it back. So now, because both we had two of those, the Sakura bombs just continue to do, and we're going to handle this separately. <laughs> Bjorn with Koji, she gets tired of the back and forth with the kendo stick. So with the momentum of the chair, she licks it. So you're still holding on to the kendo stick, but it goes up and... She is going to attempt to basically missile drop kick a standing missile drop kick the chair into your chest. Oh no! <laughs> so let me see if she rolls that, 
and we'll resolve that in a little bit. Axel, as you big boot the chair back at Hanukkah, she takes the momentum forward, she grabs the chair, and she's just going to basically do the same thing, except she is going to, as she moves backwards, she drops the chair, she back handsprings, and just because I can, she is going to, as she comes down with her feet after the back handspring, she's going to kick the chair directly at your chest. So let's see how they both do. Damn, it did not work, and that was epic. So they both botch it. So the chairs, you guys are able, and your ring awareness are able to dodge, and now you are in control of the mat. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to... So the So you're saying that the parry... The candlestick parry flicked the chair up, botched the missile drop. Cool. Mm -hmm. How close am I to the cars? What's the distance you're going to give me? I will say that both you and Kochi are pretty decent, so if you wanted to do something with it, you can. Okay, cool. I'm going to go full old-school Goldberg spear and spear pick up and go into the hood of the closest car. Okay. So you do that, the glass just shatters on this windshield, <laughs> and it gets all over you. Axel, what are you doing after the chair just, just goes flying past you as you get out of the way of it? I, I see him pick her up and put her through a, a car. That's a good idea. So I'm going to I'm gonna Oklahoma the gut wrench, pick her up, and just flip her onto the hood of a car. Oh my gosh. So same thing, glass shatters as both of you are standing up. The soccer bombs both laying next to each other. Smile. And through the car windows, they grab two barbed wire baseball bats. And they swing at both of you, hitting you. And just the scraping of the barbed wire bat just scraping all over your body. But, hey, now it's your turn. So what are you doing after getting hit with this barbed wire bat? Where am I bleeding? Just various locations? Yes. Okay. <laughs> is is that another out. injury? Yeah, I'm just getting rocked all the time. Uh, <laughs> so I got rocked by a baseball bat, barbed things. So I'm going to... Are you going to let me keep the kendo stick, or do you think I lost it in throwing her through a car? That's up to No, you, you still have the kendo stick. Cool. I'm going to try and... <laughs> I'm going to do a thrust, like a cool rapier thrust. I'm going to try and rape your thrust right between the eyes and see if I can calm a shot right there. Well, because technically this is your response, that automatically happens. So, bam, Fantastic. you hit a full thrust. Right. Boom. Bang. Yeah. In the meantime, Axel, <laughs> your go. How do you respond to getting the barbed wire bat? Oh, I'm just going to I'm going to like look like it hurt. I'm going to grab some pieces of glass on the ground and throw it into her face. From the car, just throw glass at her, but okay. distract her. So, yeah, so now Kochi has a giant red dent in the middle of her forehead, and Hanukkah, now her face is all scratched up. Both of the girls now just stand up. They both missile drop kick you, and as you just back away a little bit, as you look up, they're both coming forward with a running momentum of the car. And they're both going to basically 
a la Young Bucks, BTE, <laughs> trigger you with a running start, just like running and just give you a knee. But as you look at the knee, you notice that they're wearing knee pads full of thumbtacks. <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm saying this. There's no way you're escaping the fight with a injury. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll get to it in a little bit. <laughs> but this became a Cactus Jack match. This got dirty. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I, yeah, the monkey was the I... worst person. Yeah, the monkey should have been kidnapped. <laughs> gonna... Not these people. Great decision. All right, manager a... John, you are not in the scene, so I'm gonna, I'm Go gonna. If, if this goes against your your booking for whatever you have for this, but I'm gonna use a momentum to interrupt. You and interrupt. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to hit him with the, the what you call it, my discus larry as they're running towards me. They hit the full <laughs> momentum of that clothesline. Yeah, to the ground. So you hit them both. Them. both? Uh, yeah. Did you yeah. Both of them or one of them. Yeah. No, he hits both of them because remember, Axel is a large man, so that arm width is. So okay. definitely, you take them out, and you interrupt. So as you interrupt, they're both on the ground. Can we keep doing things? Yeah, I'm gonna get onto the closest car like it's a turnbuckle, and what is normally my sack drop finishing move, I'm going to do it with the kendo stick instead. So I'm just gonna say. Oh, and on the last hole, I'm jumping up and I'm dropping the stick between my legs as I come straight down, almost like a leg drop from the turnbuckle. And I'm going to try and hopefully land it right across the collarbone. All righty. And you're doing that to your opponent, Koji, right? Yes, I think that I'm assuming that's the closest one. Yeah, so that's the closest one. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Axel, what are you going to be doing to Hanukkah? <laughs> I guess seeing him go for his finisher, I'm going to go for my new finisher for the new heel. I'm going to go for the Lion Roar Body Slam. It's going to be a military press into a Spinebuster Bill Goldberg style. Right onto the right onto the page. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> oh, my. Did you just say that's sexy? Because <laughs> it was. You're not wrong, but geez, Louise, that is great. Alrighty, so both of you because you are using your finishers, I want you both. You know what? Just roll me a straight D6. And because you are showing your athletic feats in all this, I'm going to have you. Yeah, I'm going to have you roll plus body. <laughs> uh, 2D6. Always 2D6. So roll 2D6 plus body. I got a 12 uh, for mine. Here we go. What happened? I don't want to tell you. Axel, go first. I rolled a 12. Okay, so <laughs> Axel, you double wall. rolled a 9, I have plus 3 to my body. So, definitely, obviously, you're able to do this finishing move. You gain one heat with Hanukkah. Oh, actually, no. You get a choice. So, obviously, this works. You can either gain one heat with Hanukkah, or... If you don't have an opponent and you're just showing off, you gain plus two momentum, but I'm going to overrule and say now you have heat with Hanukkah. Oh, can I get the momentum and give it to Bjorn? Okay. Fuck up okay. his moves. So instead of that, you can give the plus two momentum to Bjorn. So Bjorn, now what happens? Well, yeah, I, plus... I got a three total. I rolled four minus one, so that's three. I don't know. I don't think momentum helps me. No, you have one momentum at two, that's six. So yeah, so a six yeah. is a six is still a botch. <laughs> can I use my? Can I give him my last? Because I still have one more momentum. Because I got two. Can yeah, I use the other one to make it a seven? Okay, okay. so does that? It's we got to make this work. 
Did I use the momentum I went into this match with? I forgot all about that yes. momentum. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, because in that case, I already had three. <laughs> so I ended up at four momentum. Oh. So that's four plus that one plus three. That's, that's eight. That's eight. Thank you, eight. <laughs> I'm the math. So that is a nice soft success because, boy, howdy. That would have sucked for you oh, if you left it at a botch. I had so, a with that eight, so it is a cool move, but it shows strain. So, you get another plus one momentum, and you pick either. So, you pick the following, Bjorn. You do the move, but it hurts. You're going to have to forfeit your next scheduled match while you recover, or someone steps in to cover for you, and you pull it off with their help. Uh, I'm going to say if, I got hurt. I'm going to say I got hurt. I went for it old man style. <laughs> You're like, uh Man, fuck! <laughs> Alrighty. So as the two of you battered and bloodied, the Sakura bombs are laying on the ground. They slowly get up. They walk towards you both. And at first, they give you... As a la Britt Baker, just bleeding all over profusely across the face. They look like they still want to go, but they, as they get closer to you, they put their hands together. They bow towards you. They hold their tag team titles up. And it simultaneously, they say, double or nothing, lockdown, you've earned that right. And they just walk back in stage. So what that means is you two will be facing the soccer bombs Let's for the tag titles go. at lockdown in two weeks. Let's in go. game two weeks. <laughs> ah, let's go. <laughs> We're going to get dumb belts, Bjorn. And as they turn around and look at you, both, they say, same stipulation, except full metal mayhem and walk away. So what that means is because for some reason we can't use TLC, but you guys will be facing them in a tables, ladders, and chair match at lockdown. Let's go. <laughs> is it a mahogany tables and chairs match? Is that beautifully carved like antique tables? <laughs> it's gonna be IKEA. <laughs> We're fighting in an IKEA just filled with self assembly. Yeah, that could be cool. I'm, I'm gonna say that's, that's, that's where lockdown is happening. Is an IKEA? Echo, you were gonna say something. <laughs> I'm saying this out of character. I'm not going to let them have that win. You know, here's the thing. Jan is honorable. He might have his own cult, but you kidnapped him. You, he's not going to let you get that win, even if you earned it. But this makes great storytelling, so I cannot wait to use that when it comes up. So I'm holding that in my back. You, you should have done that. You, they knew what they were doing, but it's all in good fun. But anyways... So, Bjorn, <laughs> as you and Axel are just taking it in and being like, whoa, we just got a tag title match. The audience is losing their collective shit in the arena just witnessing this. And honestly, you two won this round, but you, the four of you made each other look very strong. And it is going to pay off when we get to lockdown. So Tony Delante on commentary desk just says, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot express how crazy all that was. But in the end, it seems that 
the new tag team of Bjorn and Axel have gained the respect of the soccer bombs and will be facing them for the tag team titles in a full metal mayhem match at lockdown. Will this new upstart team be able to dethrone the longest reigning IAW tag team champions or will their sudden chemistry be enough to finally tip the scale in their favor and knock down the champions back to earth. We'll find out once we get to lockdown in two weeks. Next week, we will have the contract signing between two, the two teams where they will exchange words before going to battle. But to now, ladies and gentlemen, for the main event tonight, we have gotten word that General Manager Brickstone is ready to come out and address the IAW audience. So as the camera comes, cuts from Tony Delante, we just hear the most twangiest country music just start playing. Reba Stonebrook walks through the medical bay doors in her all Nashville glory. This country song is basically what happens when you mix like Reba McIntyre and mix it in with hardcore country, like Mickey James's intro music too. <laughs> and she's wearing like the most ridiculous like ten gallon cowboy hat. Like it is obscene. It's essentially like the Doug Dimidone hat, where it's just it's like ridiculous. But alongside her is a nice little like rolling cart as she makes her way down to the ring <laughs> and she is just taking in the adulation of the crowd and as she gets their attention and she grabs the microphone general manager Stonebrook says aw faithful i am surprised by the events of what just happened now we got a first championship match ready to go for lockdown it will be the long-reigning Sakura Bombs facing off against Axel and Bjorn. Ladies and gentlemen, in a full Metal Mayhem match at that, it is going to be a great time. But it is my pleasure to have the main event tonight be about a new chapter in the IAW promotion. For the longest time, we have seen lots of championship titles begin and a lot of them and be retired. But tonight is one of those amazing nights where I am so proud to introduce to you all the new championship title that will be added to the IAW promotion. Without further ado, allow me to introduce you to the new championship title, the IAW Bedlam Break Championship. And she just lifts the little kind of covering. And on the cart sprawled out is this very nice championship title. It is adorned in a black and red kind of leather. Where on the center plate it says IAW Bedlam Break. And surrounding like in finer detail around the plating is just different items that you normally see associated with the word Bedlam. If you are a healthcare professional, you know where I'm going with this. Straight jackets, padded rooms. You see the medical red cross on it, but you also see some stuff that we are used to seeing in IAW. There's kendo sticks. There is a bag of thumbtacks. 
There are tables, all sorts of stuff. But most importantly, on the center plate is like a human wrestler figure. Can't really make out too much detail. It's just like the generic like stock photo kind of thing. But holding up in this stock photo figure on the plate is holding up a championship belt surrounded by a steel padded cage. <laughs> so as the crowd is just done ooing and aahing, <laughs> general manager Brookstone says, if you couldn't tell by the design, the new championship is going to be one that is amazing. The only way to win this championship is to have it be pinned, submitted, or tapped out your opponent in our new match, the Bedlam Break. And she says, as she looks over to the Titan Tron, my good tech people, can you please show the audience what they can expect? And on the Titan Tron, as the audience and the whole locker room is looking from behind, on the Titan Tron, you just see a giant steel cage. The top of it is open aired, but that the walls are padded and hanging above the cage is just chains with kendo sticks, thumbtacks. There's a fire extinguisher and laid out inside of the cage is like tables, chairs. There is also like a medical gurney. There is <laughs> like medical tools like an IV bag things like with the stand and everything and as the audience is just cheering for it over this cacophony of noise general manager Stonebrook says we are going to crown our first IAW Bedlam Break champion at lockdown but to determine who those two contestants will be we will be holding another number one contenders tournament between these four individuals. And as the spotlight begins to change from General Manager Stillbrook to the entry ramp, the four wrestlers that you see up there is all familiar sight. You see a giant wrestler wearing or actually in this case holding a now one antler broken deer mask so elk is there you see the ever loving <laughs> raver wearing obnoxiously colored raver pants holding glow sticks kid cuts you see the he stood out in the sun too long got really burnt except around his sunglasses with the most obnoxious Tommy Bahama shirt and puka shell necklace, Wade Water. But more importantly, it finally coming back from his injury, being suffered at the hands of Tana, you see the Umbra Talon. So as the four are taking in the crowd, General Manager Stonebrook says, the four of you over the last couple weeks have just shown your dedication to this company so let's see which of you two will get to face each other at lockdown for this title by random selection in tonight's first round and in the main event of iaw wrestling set for a time limit of 10 minutes 
we have all the way hailing from Ventura County, Wade Water, and hailing from God knows where because he is just that cool, the Umbra Talon. So, Umbra, you will be facing Wade, and both of you make your way to the ring. Now, let's get this party started, and good luck to you two. And the bell rings. Umbra, you are in control of this match. What would you like to do? All right, so we're there middle getting... I'm going to start out with trying to get him into a lock into an Irish whip. Okay, okay. So easy enough. You are able to do that successfully. As a response, you Irish whip them into the rope. Using them for momentum, they're going to give you a flying forearm <laughs> as they're coming forward towards you. As my response, as they're coming towards me, I'm going to attempt to essentially vault off of that arm and flip over him, basically leapfrogging him in that way, sending him back into the other rope. Okay. So you successfully do that, because that is your response. As he comes... So he's flying forward. Wade is flying forward into the ropes. So as a response, he is going to bounce off the rope and just flying backwards. So this is going to be a modified move. So... The wrestler Naomi in WWE calls it the rear view mirror in which she just backs her booty up and does a butt bounce off the opponent. So Wade Water is going to use the tidebreaker, which is the, essentially the same thing. So using hitting the ropes forward with his chest, he's going to use the momentum and attempt to booty bounce. He's going to booty bounce you. Uh, so I am going to attempt to dodge that booty bounce but also basically grab him by the neck and drop him into the drop, drop him into the ground. So like just grab him just as he's coming towards me. <laughs> okay. So as you are doing that, so that is your big move. So because you are being more technical, I'm going to have you roll plus work. Plus work. Okay. Ooh, that's an 11. Nice, nice, nice. So with an 11, so the crowd just pops for you, Umbra. <laughs> so they are cheering as you take way down to the mat. So you maintain, you maintain control of the match, and you also gain a plus one momentum. So back at the top, what is your first big setup? Oh, okay, this is going so much better than the first time I've done this. <laughs> okay. I am going to... So he's currently on the ground from that. I... I think I'm gonna... Gonna attempt to get him into a leg lock. Okay. From the ground. Alrighty. So from the ground, you're gonna attempt to get him into a leg lock, which you do. But then, as a response, he is going to use his forward momentum to turn to his back. And then he's going to use his feet to kick you off of him into the rope. So you go flying backwards into the rope. So what is your next transition? Was it enough momentum to actually spring me back? Yep. All right. So if I get pushed into the rope and as I'm going back towards him, I'm gonna, I'm basically gonna drop to kick him. So <laughs> he gets up, he sees you, he takes the full drop kick and he just gets knocked back. 
So he's still on his knees. He gets knocked back. But as he gets pushed back and this weird, like, flexible position, he is, as a response, is going to come back up with the forward momentum of kind of arching his back back up. And with his two hands, he's basically going to take them and he's going to smack both of them on both sides of your head. Just bam. Also, for those of you listening, that's how you break someone's eardrum. Yep. So from here, let's see. Big move time. You get smacked up to the side of the head, but he is still on his knees. What do you want to do? Oh, I'm going to knee him right into his chin. You're just like... He's on his knees. I'm still standing up. Yes. I'm I'm just going to come at him and just knee him right right into his chin. Oof. That is brutal. But we love to see it. <laughs> All right, so you're just showing one of your signature removers. So I'm gonna have you roll plus body. That is a seven. That's actually six. But I'm going to use one of my momentum to make that a seven. Okay, so seven is a soft success. So you're able to keep the audience and your opponent's attention. So you can choose one of the following: you can hand control of the match to Wade and gain plus one momentum. Or you can just retain control of the match. You know what? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna hand control. Okay. So I mean, that is nice. gonna, by handing control. I'm just gonna step back and wait for him. <laughs> okay. Because you gave control over to Wade, you also get a plus one momentum. Mm-hmm. So Wade stands up. He just smiles, gives you the hang loose signs, and he. I give, I give him the hang loose back, but with my middle fingers up. <laughs> <laughs> you do the hang loose and then you're just like, just like the middle fingers. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. Alrighty. So Wade just chuckles and then as he looks back towards you, he runs towards you and just actually he is going to because now he's in control, he is just going to push you into the ropes. Same thing, grab you by the wrist, Irish whip you into the ropes. So your response. Okay. I am going to, you know what? I'm going to catch myself on the ropes to keep myself from going forward. Okay. So as you catch yourself on the ropes, as a response, he's going to give you a lariat, which knocks you over on backwards onto the mat. Can I, as I'm being flipped over, basically flipped over, can I attempt to basically catch myself on that small edge of the mat? before it hits the ground yeah because like this is your inch. yeah so since you are on your second re, like response you can definitely do that successfully okay now as you catch yourself landing wade is going to attempt to as you land firmly not falling your, onto the mat he is going to attempt to this is dangerous so wrestling people don't try this at home but he is going to full on through the middle rope. He's essentially going to tackle you from behind. So he ran from the other side and full on shoulder tackle you through the middle rope. So both of you are going to go flying. Let me see if he does this successfully. Damn, my dice just hate me today. So he does not. Can I basically see him coming and basically bounce over the rope and just let him go flying? Yep, and that's exactly what happens. He goes crashing through the... <laughs> he goes crashing into the barricade. Hey, so, Mikey, do you want to use some of my luck? <laughs> you want me to roll for you? 
No, Louisiana man has you right now. So we're going to get to you in a second. Don't worry. I didn't forget about you. But yeah, Wade loses control. So now he's on the uh, mat outside of the ring as the ref is starting to count to 10. So Umbra, what are you going to do? You are now in control. I am. You know what? Let's have fun with this. I'm going to run. I'm going to basically back up. Just looking, just just shaking myself out, and then run towards the, and then run towards the rope to try to jump over it and basically body splash him. I love to see it. So yeah, you instantly do that. So like you body splash him onto the mat. So yeah, as you are on the mat, as a response, Wade gets the brunt of that. But as you land on top of him. He's going to grab you and flip you over and try to get you and get you into a leg lock outside of the ring. Oh, am I near? So obviously we're near the ring edge. If I feel under the ring, do I feel anything under there? Let me roll this dice of stuff I have. <laughs> yes, I made a table. Oh, OK. As you are feeling underneath the ring, Umbra. You feel the normal stuff that's underneath, like, the wires of the cameraman's. There's, like, for some reason, like, an energy sports drink package. But then as you feel a metallic kind of thing, and as you grasp it with your hands, you notice that there is more than one interconnecting metallic rings attached to each other. You have found a chain. So I've got a... Basically, once I feel that, I'm going to grab it and attempt to just swing it behind me to hit him and get and basically get him to release me. Okay, so he does. You hit him on the knee with the chain. He lets go. And as a response to the chain, he's going to grab said chain in hand and pick you back up. And he's going to, with the other end, take it around and, like, with the chain, try to choke you out. Okay. I'm still in control, though. Yeah, so now this is the big move. What do you want to do here as he's choking oh, you out? As he's choking me out? Oh, God. What am I going to do here? Kinky. <laughs> I've gotten out of worse. <laughs> this week on the Patreon, we find out the worst he's gotten out of. That's the leather pride flag, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Mmm, spicy. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Oh. I am going... So I'm going to be holding on to the chain so it's not choking me as bad. And I am going to start trying to pull him towards the stairs so I end up twisting and slamming him into the stair, the metal stairs. Okay. So yeah, so easily enough. You sl- oh no, so since this is your yeah. big move, roll for it. Me? You know what? You're just being innovative, so I need you to roll plus heat. Oh, and I don't have any heat with him, do I? No, and since technically both of you are faces, yeah. you, so it's just a straight roll. roll. All right. Here goes nothing. And it's still falling. God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was really close. So, yeah. you can ha- so you can hand control of the match and gain plus one momentum, or you can regain control. I'm going to keep control. Okay. <laughs> So, as the creative, I am going to 
invoke one of my special moves. Oh, God. You... So, as you hit... And this is one of the custom moves that I made for this game. Oh, boy. So, as you hit Wade into the chairs, you just see things start to slow down a little bit. You can hear in your chest the throbbing of your heartbeat. You can feel the sweat coming down from your head and trickling down. And you come to the realization that this is your time to shine. All this work that you have been putting in from Cirque du Soleil to IAW, now is your moment to show what you are made of. So I am invoking what I call this move, the flash frame. So what this is like in most wrestling video games and kind of sports anime and even in movies, you are going to attempt to pull off a big finisher and just it's going to end up in slow motion with the cameras flashing as you are doing this. So let first Umbra, I yeah. want you to tell me what is your big finale finisher for this match? Oh, it's going to be the obsidian edge. So, uh, so walk me through this. <laughs> so first off, I take him and roll him back into the ring close enough to the turnbuckle to where I can hit him from, basically jumping from. I go ahead and I climb the, to the top of the turnbuckle. Looking out into the crowd, I do this pose to try to rile everybody up. If you haven't seen it, it's the JoJo pose. <laughs> I JoJo pose from the top rope. Get back up. Which JoJo pose? That is important. Yes. Uh, JoJo. <laughs> just... the, the lean back and <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> just to show the fuck off, I snap back and I backflip off the turnbuckle. Midway through the flip, I'm in a full split. So if one of those freeze frames gets it, you just see me upside down, full split out. The front leg comes back over, pushing my momentum around. So I land on him, basically elbow him from the term from. Jeez Louise. Okay. Big star press elbow drop. I like it. <laughs> I love it. So you are going to roll a... Plus, okay, so with this, for this specific move, you're just going to roll a 2d6, and depending mm -hmm. on which number you get, and yes, you can use momentum to push it if you think you need to, but I'm not going to tell you what you need, and I'm going to tell you what happens depending on what you roll, so straight 2d6. All right. That is an 8. I'm going to add both my momentum for a 10. Okay, so that is a hard success so as you pull off this finisher everything goes into slow motion and the audience is just losing their minds in slow motion cheering it's like Whoa. <laughs> and as you are coming down to hit your finisher you just hear the clicks of camera and you just see the flashes of light begin to pop up all over the pace some sports photographers are taking this. A lot of people took out their cell phones and are taking pictures with the <laughs> cell phones. And you hit this finisher on Wade. You pick up his leg and referee comes over. One, 
two, three. Ding, ding. Your winner. And advancing to the Bedlam Break Finals at Lockdown, the Umbra Town. I just get up. I'm almost in tears just cheering around and such. I'm probably going to run over to one of the turnbuckles, run to the top of it, and just hands up, just taking it all in. I'm going <laughs> to curtain call moment here. Even though I'm going to heal, I'm going to be on the entrance ramp clapping for him because he's my friend out there winning his match back. Aww. <laughs> I look out at him, and I see him, and I just point at him. I'm like, <laughs> just hell yeah, man. So General Manager Stonebrook walks into the ring, Umbra. She congratulates you. And as she, as you guys are shaking hands, out of microphone range, she whispers in your ear. She says, you certainly have, you certainly have showed that hard work does pay off. Always does. It's going to be interesting for this bedlam break match. And in fact, I was going to wait until the pay-per-view, but let me give you a little extra incentive. There's something special about this title. There's an option B with this. So if you win this championship, you can use option B, vacate the title, and get a championship match of your choosing. But you oh. need to win it first if you want to do that. This is the X Division belt? What? Yeah, essentially it is the X Division belt from Impact. <laughs> yes. And I and if if you could see the flames in his eyes that just develop from this. And I just go, Umbra just goes, oh, I'll definitely take that into consideration. Thank <laughs> you, Miss Stonebrook. My and pleasure. Let me, you, let me tell you, that little shit that's running around here, oh, he ain't going to be the only monkey around here that <laughs> night. She oh, just I'm, I'm, oh no, that changed like a fucking. <laughs> Alrighty, so as the camera cuts to you celebrating the ring, Tony Delante is just like, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first finalist for the lockdown bedlam break match, and it is the Umbra Talon. We will find out next week who he will be facing at the pay per view. But until then, IAW faithful, it has been a great night. So until next week, tune in and. Always be awesome. And as the camera kind of cuts off of Tony Delante and the, gets the crowd reaction, the camera goes back to a very familiar boiler room. So at this point, Blitzen has been let out of the room. Blitzen is like making their way, trying to find you guys real quick. As the camera passes Blitzen, he's in one piece. In fact, actually, Blitzen is just chilling outside of the door, eating some cat food. Louisiana man was nice enough to feed Blitzen, so we take care of animals. But in the boiler room, Manager John, you find yourself out of the sack, but you are now face-to-face -face with this good old Louisiana man. That is his wrestling name now. He's just the Louisiana man. Thank you. So the Louisiana man with his lantern just looks at you and says, I hear you're looking for clientele. That is true. Um... We are always looking for new additions to our little family would you mind leading us boys would you please come in and materializing from the darkness that is the boiler room 
two additional figures. One, you see a very tall and very built man. Lots of tattoos, like shaved bald head, long scraggly like ginger red beard. And he is like wearing this what looks to be a prison uniform but like it's faded it's like purple like it's it's got holes in all of it and then you see on the opposite end of that spectrum you see a more petite woman who is wearing like this leather vest she's wearing black pants she's short long brunette hair but you just see that she's got the crazy look in her eyes and at the wrong moment that she could is going to just snap you like a twig at any given moment. And she's just like playing with her hands. I believe we can work something. Good. And I think I know how you can help us out to begin with. Let's see if you can work your magic to see if you can make that full metal mayhem match a triple threat. I can eat. I'm going to, I'm going to have to roll for this now. I have a plus three to looks because I now have clients. Okay. So roll it. And I want you to, don't say it, but I want you to DM me your result. Honestly, this is the first time I'm having someone tell me their roll without telling the rest of the players. Is this what it feels like? (laughs) Yes, it does. This is what it feels like, man. I never thought this day would come. I'm low-key kind of proud of myself. (laughs) We love to see it. I sent you the, all the numbers. Okay. All right. So that's good. Louisiana man with his lantern kind of comes into cl- you close. Manager John is this. I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. I believe it is. And with that, we are going to end tonight's episode of Friday Night Fights. And I'm going dis- to disappear before those two people come back in here for. Yeah. All of you make your way out. It's just, just like. <laughs> Blitzen is now done with this food. Louisiana Man is just like, now, you go on to your owners now. And funny enough, Louisiana Man gives him a little, gives Blitzen a little, like, bow tie to wear. (laughs) Before before Blitzen goes, I'm going to give him a little bit of catnip. Aww. John, John might not care for YouTube, but he likes the cat. The cat was actually nice compared to YouTube. (laughs) Honestly, the cat is now the official mascot for IAW. <laughs> this little kitten is living it up with all these wrestlers in the Santa Asylum, man. Like, it's a good gig for that kitten. Yeah, now, now I've got to bring a combat knife whenever I come to work. And a gun. Well, uh, I, really wanted, I really want to know what Chris just said. Yeah, because you're <laughs> muted. <laughs> Damn it. The, the intro, part of the intro for IAW is the MGM logo. And it's the and it's, it's the in the middle of it doing the rar. <laughs> I love that they should you this. see it every promo. If it's just yes. like if it's just, just like it's Blitzen's randomly in someone's promo, even if it's not you two. Like how you were describing the match, which was basically a hardware store upside down, and just chainsaws and letters, like all these things, and then a kitten like at the bottom just like just chilling. <laughs> I'm saying this. The next time I get it, you you entered the range of self-defense. That means I can legally <laughs> shoot you. John's I mean, not playing around. 
if you want to pull a gun on a pro wrestling match, that's up to you. Like you, you do your own kayfabe thing. I don't Can know, I be man. perfectly honest? Like as weird as that sound, that is not the weirdest thing when it <laughs> no, comes to like weapon. It's not the it's not the craziest weaponry thing that's happened. Unless we remember two, three years ago, like there was a wedding on Impact and someone got shot. <laughs> there was. They had a big thing about this in the '90s. There was a gun thing they tried to do, and they like it was, oh they cut it and they could. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember? I faintly remember, but yeah, like I said, there is people who have been shot. I remember there was a storyline where John Cena got stabbed. Right, I remember. <laughs> I remember. That was such a weird right. storyline. And then no. someone got pushed in front of a train. It was crazy out here. Here, here's a gun in a pro wrestling match right here. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, John, ha- John will not shoot you if you're wrestling. Because legally, he can't get hurt if he's on the ring or near the ring. That is fine. You do not attack a man and try to kidnap him in the middle of the thing. That's a different story. Why are you hanging out backstage with a bunch of wrestlers? Good he was Initially, good. he was trying to find Macho Mage, and then that kind of just transpired. But now he's got a faction, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Keep oh, boy. in mind, I did save you from getting your ass kicked by the Sakura Bombers. Oh, oh that is true, too. Uh, yes, I will give you I'll give you the Sakura Bombs. But you didn't have to put me in the bag and try to kidnap me. Yeah. All we did was put you in the board. All we did was put you in the boiler room with a kitten. Yeah, and he turned up the heat. That's not a felony. You don't know I did that. You were in a bag. But but all that pain and suffering gave you a faction, so I cannot wait for this to come into play. (laughs) I I, I now have a team. I'm just picturing. I achieved my goal. This Louisiana man just reminds me of Seth from Red Dead Redemption. I don't know if any of you remember (laughs) that. It's this weird gangly. Okay. So before we properly conclude the episode tonight, I do want to take some time and go through the references of some of the newer people, (laughs) but also some of the matches too. So first off that match that happened in the parking lot, obviously definitely takes inspiration from a lot of the backlot brawls. Mostly my inspiration came from that five on five, like, parking lot brawl they had before survivor series i think 2005 it was like team smackdown versus team raw it was crazy but more importantly too this is the better version of what i initially wanted the backyard the back lot parking brawl for the nxt championship was it nxt championship between adam cole and mm, dream maybe i have to do homework i don't know i will i I I was disappointed in that match (laughs) With my new team, I must seek out my new goal. Uh, yep. And then, obviously, if it wasn't obvious enough, Louisiana Man is Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Still not over it. My heart has not repaired from that yet, but it is what it is. The tall prison-like jumpsuit dude is... I made him across to, like, between Eric Rowan of the Wyatt family, but also have the stature and the tattoos of and yes, this is probably going to get me some hate of Harlan from NXT 2.0 so the muscle for Joe Gacy's character down there. Gotta hate Joe Gacy's character. That's for a different show. And then the crazy maniacal laughing female is none other than my homegirl. I love her to death when she was crazy Nikki Cross when she was part of Sanity. <laughs> I, I, I also must get my it would just be so thematic character. Now I have some work to figure out what I'm going to call this faction. Uh, but yes, I want to. John, do we want to say the name of our tag team, or do we want to save that for next for next week? 
Say that again? Do you, want, do you want us to reveal the name of our tag team? Or do you want to say oh, that for next week? Let's let's hold that in our pocket. Let's 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 keep that as a uh, a lead in. <laughs> we'll save save it for the the pay per view. I got it. So, <laughs> what are are the Swamp Team faces or heels? Wait, wait, who? The Swamp Folk. Oh, that is. <laughs> oh, oh no. I wasn't going to use Swamp Folk. I had a different idea. I was just trying. I just said that out loud. I'm sorry. I just, okay, I, I just came up with it. I, I just came up with their name. It's going to sound really bad and kind of corny, but I dig it. We're going to call them the Bayou Brotherhood. <laughs> Oop, okay. So the Bayou Brotherhood. And I'm going to say they are leaning more towards heel than anything. Of course, I work with film. But hey, you want revenge, so your goals align. And honestly, I feel like they're more in-betweeners than anything, how the Wyatt family was. The Wyatt family wasn't really always face or always healed. They just were whatever. Whatever so, whatever they, they got booked at for the night. Yep. They were neutrals. They're, they are neutral. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, oh my goodness, so... At, the end of this episode macho mage is down will he be able to come back because he still has his match next week in that number one contenders tournament and now that wheels is also healed he also has that match to go we are getting the contract signing for the tag team title chip match and we also get to see who umbra you will be facing in the finals at the pay-per-view that is going to conclude tonight's episode of Friday Night Fight. So to all of those who stuck and listened through all the way to the end, thank you for coming by, listening, and man, the final go-home show before the lockdown pay-per-view is going to be a lot of fun. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, remember, take care of one another, love each other, and as always, from us here at the D&D Vibe Tribe production... Let the good times roll. See you next.